Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Got an oil change coming up. Consider STP Conventional High Mileage to save on motor oil for your everyday vehicle. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP oil filter for only $26.99. Do the complete job for the right price. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Over in the main studios, the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist. Lead sports columnist, the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. A top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He is on Twitter at mgiannotto. Mark, good day, sir. Sorry about last night, Jeffrey. How so? Eh, it just wasn't a good night. Good. We're we're really relying on these basketball games being good right now, for uh, to, to especially on weeknights, especially when you're not you know not you know you don't have the option of, like going out. I mean, I guess you can technically. We are adults here, but you know, I don't so, usually go out hard on a work night. No, 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 no. no. I mean, we're in our thirties, and you're pushing forty. <laughs> like he, the, those days are done. Yeah. Like going out on a weeknight in our age means you're done for the week. Like you, you will just be hungover for the rest of the week. Your only option at that point is like stay drunk, and it's like, well, if you have job and responsibilities, that that's just done. Yeah. So you're just worthless the rest of the week. But it was fascinating, though. While neither game was particularly close, I found the Boston watch to be truly fascinating. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were watching a. Team like you're like, crumble is this team, yeah, your is this team self-destructing? Yeah. So I mean, yes, there is a. Uh, Unless you're a Boston Celtics fan, uh, there is something. And the problem with the Denver game was we got teased. Yeah, we got teased with that big second quarter from the Suns, and you're like, "All right, this is this has been a heavyweight fight for much of this series. Like, let's go, big second half." And like seven seconds into the third quarter, you're like, "Well, this is done." And then when you had your boy Durant, yeah, that was some punk ass. That was weak. The, the whole that was game, like the, he, I'm he getting, played a soft game the whole and, game. And then he's like, when you start fighting afterwards, like, oh, God, that, that was a tough scene. This has not been a good year for the legacy of Kevin Durant. Um, I, There's I been would some tough this, looks. Yeah, I, I still think, I think, though, he had already kind of cemented his legacy in the sense that he is going to be remembered as, you know, Certainly one of the great scorers of all time and probably one of the, you know, probably top 15 player of all time maybe. Um, 
But at the same time, because of what's happened in his career, bouncing around from team to team, you know, some of these not great looks in certain situations, like he'll never be like, he'll just never be in the conversation. It's kind of like, honestly, it's kind of like Shaq. Like Shaq is an all-time great He's never. You never bring up Shaq in that conversation, if you will, when you're talking about like, all right, who are like the best of the best in the NBA, in NBA history? Yeah, but with Shaq, Shaq's in a different category because he was so physically it's dominant. Physically dominant. While while Durant has like physical gifts, like there's mm. not many seven foot one guys that play like a guard. Yeah, like that's just a, a a truly unique experience. I think though, what where Durant really hurt himself, his only pivot, I feel like, was. You know what? At the end of the day, I was the guy that cared about basketball. Yeah. And it wasn't the other stuff. It was the basketball. And this year it feels like mm, that's not so true. Well, and it's also, you know, ultimately he'll forever be defined by his decision. He got beat by Golden State and then went and joined Golden State. Like, that's just. Yeah, and then I thought the time that he had the chance to flip the narrative, he hitched his wagon to Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but we'll see. I I give I feel better about the Suns than I do the Celtics. I'll tell you that coming out of last night. I still think the Suns can win that series. Okay, so that's interesting because watching the game last night, mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. But the more that I thought about it... I mean, Boston has done this before. They have they did it last year. They were down 3-2. Everyone thought they were done against the Bucks, and they went and won game six and game seven, and they won game six on the road. The other The other aspect of it for me, though, is... Okay, let's take a look. Let's take a look at both series, Mark. You know I'm a big believer of what percentage of the series have you led? Mm-hmm. Boston down three two has led for fifty three percent of the series, compared to only thirty nine percent for the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Now there's also maybe a little context. Boston's not been great in late game situations. Yeah, all and, year and correct, and maybe maybe that's rearing its head. But the more that I think about Phoenix and Denver, the more I just tip my cap to, holy hell, Devin Booker was just incredible in games three and games four. Yeah. And last night, I felt like, oh my God, he's just going to... Yeah, like, he started off like four for four. Yeah, I got, like, it, it felt like the only way he could miss was he was going 200 miles an hour down the lane, yeah. tried to lay it up. He was completely out of control. And then the only other miss he had the rest of the half was the three at the buzzer that he actually made. He just didn't get it off yeah. in time. Yeah. No, and then the second and half. And the second half, it was His legs. More, it, was, felt yes, like, it looked like he was gassed. Well, my, you know, that, that, that air, that, that thin my, air. That thin air. They ain't won, they ain't won in Denver yet. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, well, we'll dive into all that. It's buy, sell, shirt, or go to Reddit Wednesday. We've got, by the way, it's not like a Doc Rivers team with you know, a playoff leads. A safe, a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. Um, we'll get into that all that in a second. Also, we'll talk about uh, John ja Morant and the Grizzlies. It's all we we find out if if Ja makes All NBA tonight. Uh, if he makes one, he gets the Supermax. Uh, we find out officially tonight. Um, we'll also talk about that Warriors Lakers game five tonight. Could this be the end of the Warriors dynasty as we know it? Uh, You're just catching up. Yeah, I know you declared it. You huh? declared it. But I'll we can debate. Um, 240, David Cobb will join us like he does every Wednesday. He is the keeper, the gatekeeper of the transfer portal over at cbssports.com. We'll uh, dive into some college hoops, maybe some Memphis hoops with Cobb here in a bit. 3 o'clock, we'll get into the list. Bob Huggins, 
still the West Virginia University men's basketball coach. Don't think I would have necessarily predicted that ending. We'll uh, discuss that. Yeah, there's some more context that I think. I think there's something that people are missing. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. doing the headline outrage. That's why I said still. Yes. Just that. That's how I would phrase it. Still the West Virginia head basketball coach. For now. (laughs) Um, Coach K's got a new job. Jeffrey, I know you're thrilled about that. We found out what our NFL overseas games are going to be for next season uh, in this slow play of the schedule drop, uh, which I believe comes out in full tomorrow for the NFL. Um, New developments in the Tiger Woods lawsuit with his ex-girlfriend. Also, have you looked at the renderings of – but we got renderings of – Baseball stadiums in Orlando and on the Las Vegas Strip today, Jeffrey. We got to talk about the Vegas one, though. So, first off, quick uh, quick aside on the Orlando Stadium renderings. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a solid 93. Well, that's what I wanted to discuss. Don't 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 SoFi vibes. But okay. no, we no we got to talk. This Vegas one's weird. Yeah, they just flip deals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then uh, we'll get you ready for uh, tonight's two playoff games before we head out of here. Uh, but let's start, Jeffrey, the little buy, sell, shorter, go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey show where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. All right, Jeffrey. First buy, sell, shorter, go to Reddit relates to Ja Morant and tonight's announcement of the all NBA teams. Obviously, Ja made it last year. If he makes it this year, that max contract he signs becomes a super max. It's the difference between about a $40 million, it appears, uh, over the span of the deal. Like 190-ish if it's a regular max, 230-ish million if it's a super max. Yeah, we still don't know what the, the salary cap is. Yeah, it's all be, dependent yeah, yeah. on that. But it's rough. It's it's at least we know this. It's gonna be at least 40 million. Yeah. Um so um I guess there's two different buy sell shorts or go to Reddit for this. And we'll start with this one. We've kind of discussed this previously. I've written a column about, about it a few weeks ago, but buy sell short or go to Reddit. It will be a snub if John Morant is not on one of those three all NBA teams. Therefore, <laughs> you're selling that. Yeah, I, I again, if someone voted him on, mm-hmm. I don't have a big problem with it. I do not I think Ja left this up to the judges. This is a judge's decision, and I think that there are other players that have as good, if not better, cases. And I, I'm sorry, like I just don't think you can truly ignore what happened in Denver. Like to me, like that's if it's a, if it's a judge's call, and you, there's not really one case that's particularly compelling towards the other. I'm fine. I'm fine with saying, okay, well, in the end, like that cost his team. It was yeah, a selfish I don't even thing. To, think, it I was don't a selfish even, thing to do. It hurt your team. No, I think, and I think it is. I I think you have to include the suspension into your calculus. You left your team in a rough spot, and then I also just think, in general, I mean, I went through it when I did that column. Like to me, there were five very clear. When you went through all the stats and everything, there were five very clear guards who probably, in my mind would get voted ahead of Ja. And it was, in no particular order, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Luka Doncic, and Donovan Mitchell. Like, I thought those five were probably going to get it over him. And then it was a question of, in my mind, 
Deer and Fox or John Morant for the last spot. And my gut just tells me, like, if it came down to that, like, you probably picked Deer and Fox. Like, he had a career year this year. Whereas, and he was the best player in the fourth quarter. Whereas Ja was not great in the fourth quarter this year and, you know, had a fine year. And I think the emphasis I'd put on it in terms of not being a snub is it's not really like Ja had a fine year statistically. Like his assists were up. You know, he was a better defender, I thought, yeah, I agree. than he was. Like his efficiency was down. He was not as good shooting three pointers. It just it felt like, you know, he wasn't as efficient finishing whether it was as a shooter or at the rim, just wasn't quite at where he was at the year before in terms of efficiency. The, the, the numbers show. It wasn't – it's a dramatic drop in three-point shooting. It wasn't a dramatic drop in terms of twos, but it was a slight drop. A slight drop. and But I still think it's more a reflection of, like, Damian Lillard didn't play a year ago. De'Aaron Fox literally just had a career year, like something that was exponentially better – than any previous season he's had. Um, Steph Curry last year didn't play enough games to get all NBA. You know, like, it, yeah. so you add that in. If we're going to be honest, if Devin Booker had played 10, 15 more games this year, he'd probably rank ahead of John, the guard pecking order, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, but like he didn't, you know, so like, um, you know, like I included him in my study of things and ultimately like Booker. His, obviously, his postseason has been fantastic. His regular season lined up with probably maybe being that sixth spot, too, or fifth or sixth spot. He just only played 40-some-odd games, and I don't think you can, you know, like Lillard, Lillard played 57, I think, and that's about what Ja played last year to make it, so I, I, didn't, I didn't think 57 was too few. What do you think? It's borderline. I also, like, to me, if you want to do the compare him to Lillard, I'm listening a little bit more because, like, mm-hmm. team know, wasn't that good. But he, Lillard averaged over 30 points. He averaged like 31 points a game or something like that on a really bad team. Well, it was it was a team that got you know the record doesn't they they literally cashed in their chips 25 with 25 games to go. I, yeah, I, I get but, it. Yeah, no, but, you're right. They were a sub 500 team. He played 58 this year. I was trying to get the, the final number. Yeah, 58. He he was. 37% from three, averaged 32 points, seven assists, and then five rebounds. A shade under five rebounds. Hmm. I mean— Well, I don't think it's a snub. I, yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, I will say this. I think this also plays into it. I think he could be one of the top six, but there's a perfectly reasonable argument to say he's not one of the top six. I also think there was an expectation that Ja was going to take— even another step this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you. He had a solid year. But he did not, he was not demonstrably better than he was last year. Yeah. But and again, it's almost like that's not really fair, but like that kind of gets, especially when you're comparing it to a guy like De'Aaron Fox, where he has the career year, it's almost like Ty goes to the guy that had the career year. Yeah, and so uh, I think really the the bottom line is it, it was a borderline case to begin with. Would you say that's fair? Yes, it was a borderline case to begin with, and he loses a lot of tiebreakers. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's right. So I would I'm not expecting him to make All NBA. He had a he had a fine season. 
Um, obviously a little more tumultuous off the court than he probably would have liked. Uh, I believe I believe we even got like some sort of Instagram or tweet from Ja sort of with a roller coaster emoji when he was uh, referencing this season recently. Um, Ask us how we feel. <laughs> well, I feel like it was probably worse for him. I, I I think it wasn't worse for him until he went live on Instagram. Yeah, that's that might be right. Um, but it'll get announced tonight, I believe, on the pregame show. Um, I think we have an ESPN night, right? It's tonight an ESPN night. I think tonight's an that's ESPN night. Their their announce crews really aren't good for the NBA. I just I think the overall so except for the top the, the number one one is fine. Breen, Jackson, and Van Gundy. All the rest of them are like just so random. Well, it feels like every other crew is like a checklist crew. Like the other night I'm watching and it's like you have Ryan Rocco. It's him and he usually Ryan, does it with JJ uh, and then like they're they're like it felt like it's always him and JJ. When they threw Richard Jefferson in, it's yeah, like, like yeah, right. and it was I don't know, it just I also don't like, I don't like the way they mic the crowd. Like every time I watch a TNT game versus an ESPN game, I'm always just left feeling like the TNT game felt bigger. Yeah, no, I think that is uh, that is absolutely right. Well, we'll get into tonight tonight's games in a little bit. Well, actually, we should talk about it right now. Well, I got one more. I got one more Grizzlies related buy sell short to go to Reddit. All right, because the snub one we've already discussed in the in the past. Here's another one. John Morant not making all NBA, one of the All-NBA teams tonight is actually a net gain for the Grizzlies. Oh. I'm not even going to use your little qualifier that you do, like where you're trying to give yourself a backdoor. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. It's a big win. Because now they cannot make it seem like that this is a big win for them. But I think there's several reasons it's a big win. Number one, financially, it's going to be a big win. Now, it's not a massive difference, on, but it's going to give you, you know, depending on the salary cap, but it's going to give you somewhere around, what, 5 to $7 million of additional money that you could perhaps use. Well, won't it be if it's if it's well, $40 it's, million dollar difference? It's, it's not like a dollar to dollar because some of that can be used towards the luxury tax because you're keeping your own player, but it gives you more financial flexibility other than just not having to pay the, ex, the extra money. But furthermore, I am a big believer of the best version of John ja Morant is slighted John ja Morant. And mm-hmm. this will be the ultimate feeling slighted. And I think that I think it's always interesting to figure out like what motivates behavior. Mm-hmm. I think Ja will be motivated by a perceived slight. Yeah. Now you remember from his countersuit in that lawsuit with the kid who he got in the fight with? Oh, they the, included the. Now I think that was also it was very strategic and like you know the attorney try the attorney's like listen, you know we're gonna put all our chips on the table here with this uh, from their perspective the, these people trying to extort money out of Ja, um, we're gonna put all the possible chips on the table and if people are suggesting that you know he could lose his All NBA status because of uh, this. Well, and your job as an attorney in that position is to make it seem like you got your client was punished as much financially as possible. Like when you're doing when you're filing a countersuit, yeah, you want to make it seem like that that's you want the damages number to be as high as possible. But 
yes, I think, and I think this will, this is going to matter to John Morant. And like, frankly, like he's already talked about it. Like he talked about it during his post game or post game, his like postseason availability exit interview where he's like, we got to go back to being the hunter instead of the hunted. And I think like that goes for him as well. Like he made himself into who he is by, as you put it, by being slighted jaw. Like that was his whole character. You know, that was his whole persona at Murray state. And that was like the story of him coming out of college and going in the NBA is like people, you know, the whole, the whole story about no one noticed him at the AAU event. The guy had to go into the back gym, you know, the Murray state assistant had to go into the back gym and noticed him um, because no one paid attention to him. And, like rookie year job. I mean, the, the the famous one is remember I wrote about it. Like after the Lakers game, his rookie year when he has the great game against LeBron and AD, and this is before the pandemic. And then like he does the post game interview with Fish and like thanks the guy on Twitter who called him out. Remember said he lost. They had lost that fire, fire in his eyes. Yeah, he'd lost that fire. I believe Daniel Greer. He has a as a podcast. He does. The losing streak kind of, you know, was eating me up. I felt like I could have been better in a lot of places. Um, and I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's yeah. what I do. I prove people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. And we need to – like, it felt like – and rightfully so. Like, he had earned some benefit of the doubt, but, like, he carried himself last year. And I don't – like, it's not, it's not necessarily blaming him because he had proven himself, you know, but at the same time, the way he got to that level was by playing, as he put it, as he always has to prove himself. And and it wasn't just Ja. It felt like the whole team lost a little bit about little bit of that, if you will, this past season. I mean, you heard Desmond Bain talk about it after the game, game six. He was like, you know, we took things, some things for granted that we didn't the previous year. No, and I mean, I, I think back to media day to begin the season. And the big theme was, how is this team going to be? How is this team going to handle going from the hunter to being the hunted, or now having a target on their back? And the results weren't like devastatingly bad, but they clearly did not handle it well. Yeah, so I think I'm going to buy this too. And then just yeah, like you put it, like financially, motivationally. Like this is gonna, you know, if he if he doesn't make All NBA, like I will say, I I phrase it as net gain in the buy sell shorter good Reddit, because I do think it is a, you know, it's a reflection of how tumultuous the season was that we just went through, that Jaw's not making All NBA, right? Yeah. You know, so there's like there's it's not just like a positive that he's not making. It's like it, it kind of helps explain why. It felt like, like to me, him not making All NBA is because of how the last two, three months of the season went. Like, if we were to do this on January first, I think there's no doubt John Morant would be an All NBA selection this season. Probably. I think he makes it. I think he makes it if it's done on January first. They were first in the West. They were rolling. It was like until that Christmas time period. Everything was going really well for this team. Fine in the West. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. At the moment in time he said fine in the West, he probably would have been an all-NBA selection. Yes, I think I agree with you. Um, 
And so it's like not all positive if he gets doesn't get it tonight because it's a, I think it'll be a reflection of again how tumultuous this all felt at times. But I think in the long run, <laughs> I think it is a net gain for the Grizzlies. Oh yes, I'm a hundred percent. I really honest. do. Um, and that goes for like the the whole thing. Like I do feel like I still believe deep down, as kind of deflating as the ending of this season was, I still do believe in the long run we're gonna look back on it in a like, well, they needed to go through that type of way. You know, like we're not gonna look back on it as, oh, well, that was a sign of how this thing really didn't live up to what it was supposed to become. I I I'm not saying it's a it ends in a title, but I just think. They're gonna progress from here. They're gonna like they're gonna make strides because of what happened this season. I do think failure is necessary. Yeah. Like at a certain point, if you don't have failure, you don't contextualize like winning. Mm-hmm. And I think it was very obvious that behind the scenes, this team was maybe playing with fire a little bit. And I'm just a big believer of like unless there is unless you get like punched in the mouth or there's consequences. You'll just continue to play with fire. And I think it's entirely possible that this gives you a reset. And then there's other there's other factors also that go into, okay, the lack of playoff success. There were injuries. And now you're going up against a team that's got a 3-1 lead uh, in the Western Conference semis. Like, clearly you were playing a better team than a typical seven seed. Like So there is context with all of this. But I also think it was important that the Grizzlies – I think it was important that they got knocked out in the first round because I also think that's going to, I think that helped change the mindset of what the front office needs to do with this team to make them, to, to optimize what they've got. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right. Let's move on to tonight's game. Good stuff. Good stuff. You went full Cowherd there. Yeah. yeah. Cowherd had a take today. What was that? He thinks the Warriors should trade Jordan Poole for Jalen Brown. Oh, well, that's a good transition. Yeah. Um, we got Game Five: Warriors, Lakers. Uh, Lakers looking to eliminate Golden State in San Francisco. We'll see. Um, here's my buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's pretty simple. The Warriors dynasty ends tonight. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Mm. I think they're winning tonight. Ah, uh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Ends the series. Does it end this series? Yeah, you're buying that. I've already declared it dead. Yeah, you declared it dead yes. basically as soon as they won the title. You yes. said this is this is we're gonna look back. But, this was like their last run. But that's I can that really be considered the death to me as long as like the Steph, Clay, and Draymond trio is together, until they like until one of them either retires or leaves the team or whatever, which very well could be after this season, because Draymond's a free agent. But I think the day that Draymond Punched Jordan Poole. That's the day you count as the end. Yes, that's the okay, end. Okay, I think that. So I can see that because that to me, like that solidified. Like they ain't bringing Draymond back. Well, it's, it it seems like it has cemented at the very least one. Either him or Poole is not coming back. Right, but the problem. And I don't is, know if you can. I don't know if anyone really wants to take on Poole's one hundred twenty million dollar contract. Right, given and what do they've you really seen wanna, this postseason. And Draymond has been very and, clear; he wants a deal. Yeah. Are you going to be comfortable giving Draymond a deal right now? I mean, then you also have, we've got one year left of Clay, correct? Yes, I believe after next year he's up. And I mean. And we don't know if the GM's going to be back. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, the struggle that they had was they had opportunities to 
build like the the next part of the of the team. And they messed that up. Yes. Yeah. They the original team they did well. Then the the and it typically happens like this. The transition, if you will, they yeah. kind of mucked it up. But I mean, uh, they also had opportunities. Like you had a number two pick in there. No, absolutely. They had a chance to. They had a chance to thread that needle. They had an opportunity to do it, and they weren't able to. They. It appears they were not able to pull it off. I guess the question becomes. And they though, got a couple mulligans. Remember, they screwed up. They gave D'Angelo Russell that deal, and yeah. it was like, oh my god, he does not fit with Steph Curry and Clay. And then they were able to trade him for Wiggins, and Wiggins ended up being a much better fit. I think that's the question. Is there still enough? Like, let's say, I think Draymond's going to try to get a deal. So I think he's, I think it's likely he's done. You don't think he gives him like a, he, he says like, all right, fine, I'll take $20 million. I'll do a three-year $60 million so deal with I think Clay's you. more likely to do that than Draymond. Okay. So is the core of Curry, Wiggins, the ghost of Clay, and polarizing pool, is that enough to build around? I mean, as if Curry's playing this way, yes, but like he's got what? I mean, I know he's a great, great player, but like he's not gonna play at this level. I, I believe Curry's longevity is is to be determined because like he he could always just transition into a guy who can hit a shot for you if he wants to, you know, when he gets older and can't move well, like, as to well. To me, the bigger issue is Steph this entire playoffs has been incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I know he didn't shoot the ball well from three. That's in what game, I mean. In like I just four, don't know how many more years he has at this level. He's thirty-five, and there's a lot of miles on that thirty-five. Th- there are, but so much of his game is not at the rim. No, I, I think he is going to be a guy who could play. He's going to tran. There's there's another transition for him still. The fact that he's playing at this level at thirty-five is pretty incredible, and I think he's going to be one of those guys who, if he wants to. At 38, 39, 40, you're going to go, I can't believe he's playing at this level at 38, 39, 40. It won't be quite this level, the level he's at right now. But I think there's another transition for him if he wants it. The que- it's going to be more a question of, like, does he want to keep training? You know, like, does he want to keep playing as he gets older and older and older? But um, I'm with you. I think in the grand scheme of things, we are watching the end of the dynasty right now. I suspect... This entire series has gone a lot like the Lakers-Grizzlies series. I think it will once again tonight go like the Lakers-Grizzlies series. I think they win big tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's especially when you consider... Now, if they were to lose, like, that would be a... That really would feel like the end. If they, It would be stunning if they went out tonight at home. That would be quite the visual of that, you know, like getting eliminated by LeBron at home with Draymond's future totally uncertain. Well, and you also know, like, if that becomes like a fourth quarter where the Lakers are in it, Draymond's doesn't feel like Draymond's going to go out with a double tech. <laughs> He'll do something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, now, if it were to end tonight, <clears throat> where would you place them on, like, the... Because I think it's, it's fair to call that they are, they are a dynasty, right? Winning... Yeah. What was it four and six years? Is that what it what it'll end up being? Fifteen, four and seven 15, years. Fifteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and then twenty-two. So, so, so yeah, seven years. Four and seven. Four and seven, including three out of four. Yes, right. Um, 
very clearly to me, I mean, it depends how you want to do it. I think Russell Celtics are the number one dynasty. So the problem is— It's a different the, era, well, obviously. No, it's not even necessarily that. The problem is it feels like to me after maybe Kobe and Shaq, like all of a sudden— Dynasties got lumped into players. And maybe I guess it just mm. begins with LeBron because LeBron is like his own franchise. Yeah. Wherever LeBron goes. It like, starts with the decision and him going to Miami. So but maybe, that's, it's just really him it applies to. But like when you think about like cuz I don't view the Warriors as like Kevin Durant's Warriors. I view no, them but as I view, Steph Curry's Warriors. Right, but I also view the two titles with Durant differently than the than the two yeah, titles part, without. I, yeah, but it's part of it. I it's it it probably, I think you're right. I think it, frankly, kind of diminishes them in, in in the sense of like I would not compare them. I would not put them ahead of Magic's like the '80s Showtime Lakers. So they have Even five though, titles and I think nine appearances in the finals. I think that I think that's Magic's record. Yeah, like I wouldn't. Would, I would not put. But I would put uh, the way I had it on here. I got to me the clear one and two are those Celtics teams from the 60s and then Jordan's Bulls. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, and then the next tier is, like, Magic's late, the Showtime Lakers. How many did Bird get? Four? Bird only got two NBA titles. I they made, they've been doing this thing. I thought they had, like, the commercial and he's got four rings. I don't think that is. They won in 84 and 86. That's it. Oh, in 81. He's got three. So he has he's three. got three. Okay. He's got three. And Magic has five, as, as you mentioned. Um, so I'd put Showtime Lakers. And then, like, it's like I think Curry and the Warriors and Bird and the, and the, and the Celtics are kind of similar, right? Doesn't it feel very similar? To me, the most similar— I'd probably give the nod to Golden State because they won last year. I know? think the most similar and to then me Spurs, is probably the, the Spurs. The Spurs. And the question is, do you do you treat the 99 title, so the, the rookie year of Duncan? Because if you say Duncan Spurs, that's five titles. Yeah. But, but that, it was a different team for the last that feels, four. That first title feels very different than the Parker Ginobili. Yeah, I still think I'd put— And then Kawhi, obviously. I would put the Spurs— Ahead of the Warriors. I know some people wouldn't, but I think I'd put the Spurs ahead of the Warriors. I'd have it I'd have it Showtime Lakers followed by the Spurs, followed by the Warriors. And then well, and then the other one that's the other dynasty, if you will, is like how do you frame the Lakers in terms of they Kobe. won three with Shaq and Kobe, and then they won two with Shaq, with Kobe and Powell. And like, is does do, do all those just count as like the Kobe dynasty, if you will? And they and then you count it as five in like I mean, to me, eleven like it's, years. It's, if you or do that, it's, then you have to do Duncan. Like it's yeah. Duncan Spurs. Well, that's why I'm. That's yeah. what I am doing. So, and there's probably a case to be made because like, but like those Kobe teams, the second batch of Kobe teams were basically totally different than the ones he won with Shaq. The other thing, though, that I credit that I credit the Warriors with. Unlike a lot of these other teams that we're talking about, mm-hmm. I think the Warriors changed basketball the most. Well, yeah, 
Because it had been bubbling the, all right, let's shoot threes and layups. Is it them they, or is it the Currys? Is it Curry? It's both, but, like, it feels like it's more a reflection of their best player was Steph Curry, and he changed basketball. Yeah, but, I mean, like, you also have the fact, like, Clay in his peak was an unbelievable three-point shooter. No, yeah, I mean, what, what did he score in a quarter? Four, what, what did he do, 40 in a quarter or something? Yeah, I was thinking it was 40, yeah, in that Thunder game. I mean, I think that they are in that that tier that we're talking about where they're clearly, they're in that, that second tier. And where you want to rank them in the second tier. Yeah. It is nice that we're talking about their demise, though. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's it's good. Hey, listen. I'm coming for the Lakers. It would be week. a shocking scene if they were to lose tonight in Golden State. I would eat it all up. Oh, I'd I mean, love, I, I'd love to see the Lakers I, win tonight. I started the show. Like, part of the fascination of, like, while it wasn't a competitive game, watching that Boston reaction was mm-hmm. was a big yeah. part of it. This would be, be good stuff. All those, all those bandwagon Warriors fans not knowing what to do with themselves. Yeah. All right, when we come back, David Cobb joins the program. We'll talk college basketball. We'll talk portal. We'll talk college football with him as well. Stick around and listen to Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Aaron Hawksworth, here to help you beat the books with BetQL. After hitting the under last night, the BetQL model is again looking at the White Sox and the Royals tonight. Chicago starter Lance Lynn has a 1-8-4 ERA against Kansas City since joining the White Sox, and Royal starter Brad Keller has broken up this year. So the BetQL model has under 9.5 as a 5-star best bet. I'm Aaron Hawksworth, bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Saturday, May 20th is Family Day when the Maulers go head-to-head with your showboats. We can't wait to have you for the USFL. So bring the whole family to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium to meet the mascots and get a free foam football while supplies last. Touchdown, J.J. Wilson! Fantastic seats get you right next to the action for just $10. And the showboats chug right back into this game. Buy your tickets today at theusfl.com. Hey, Kathy, what if I want to change my insurance plan? Steve, State Farm is here for your what ifs. So what if I want to change from a radio dude to a circus ringmaster? State Farm is here for your what ifs. Call or text Kathy Thurman Edwards, the State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle, 901-767-7744. My team would love to help you with your what ifs. We're not as cute as Jake, but we're better looking than a lizard. What tastes better than Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken fingers dipped, dunked, and drizzled in our legendary Zax sauce? Free Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken fingers dipped, dunked, and drizzled in our legendary Zax sauce. So if you want to get your fingers on those free fingers, then grab your phone, download the Zaxby's app, and enjoy a free Big Zax snack meal on us. It comes with our famous fingers, Zax sauce, crinkle fries, Texas toast, and wait for it, a drink. Woo, saucy! Zaxby's. Heller's Heatwave Heroes are keeping you from getting burned this summer. If you know you need an AC replacement, don't wait until it breaks down and you're sweating it out. Our Heatwave Heroes are saving the day with hot deals to keep you cool. Get a free UV light and free electronic air cleaner when you purchase select new HVAC systems this month. Don't wait until you need rescuing. Call the Heatwave Heroes. Visit happyhiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Let's make this a Mother's Day she will remember with Massage Envy. Let's give her time for her this year with a customized facial or relieve some of her tension and stress with a massage. At Massage Envy, we want to make a big deal out of her time with us. Customizable packages in Collierville at Carriage Crossing, the Germantown Collection at Poplar and Exeter, in Midtown on Union Avenue, and on Germantown Parkway in Cordova. Or call 901-290-2234 today. Relax. It's Massage Envy Spa. Life is fast and furious. Sometimes you need a boost. The Shot Nurse can help with Lipo B12 injections. Increase energy, improve mood and sleep. It even helps with allergies. Or boost your immune system with our Triimmune Booster, packed with vitamin C and zinc. It gives your body a head start at fighting off illness. With three locations throughout the Mid-South, we can get you in and out quickly. The Shot Nurse is your wise choice. Protection you need with a personal touch. Mother's Day is this Sunday, and there's nothing like diamonds from Robert Irwin Jewelers to tell mom how special she is. Robert Irwin Jewelers has great gift ideas for any budget. Get to Robert Irwin Jewelers five locations or online at rijewelers.com. And happy Mother's Day. This afternoon, humid with possible thunderstorms, high of 83. Weather brought to you by Express Employment Professionals. Make hiring easier with the workforce experts. Hiring is about finding the right person. So let the team at Express Employment Professionals recruit for you. Visit ExpressPros.com. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money 
so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramps business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 3.5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. I used to get frequent heartburn at night, so I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine. One pill in the morning, 24 hours, zero heartburn with Prilosec OTC. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Call your shot every Wednesday at BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place a $25 home run prop wager on any game, and you'll receive a $10 bonus bet. Simply log into your account and opt in or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to swing for the fences on Major League Baseball Call Your Shot Wednesdays. It's just one more reason why the king of sportsbooks is the best place to bet on baseball. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. David Cobb covers college football and basketball for CBS Sports on Twitter. At David W. Cobb joins us each and every Wednesday, Cobb, is USC, like, becoming the school for brand names? Big names. Yeah. Legacy names. Rodman and James on the same roster. Uh, wow. Also, like, kind of wild that uh, they're both sons of, like, these great players because I associate Dennis Rodman and LeBron James from being – Totally different eras. Yes. Uh, and the fact that their sons will now be on the same roster uh, for a brief period of time is pretty cool. I didn't even know Dennis Rodman's son was at USC. It just happened yesterday. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. That. He transferred there? Yes, he did, from Wazoo. Okay. Interesting. Well, that, that USC team, I mean, how good, you, you know college basketball better than us in terms of the rosters. In your mind, like, how good of a team is Bronny James going to be on? Obviously, he's going to have a lot of attention on him. But is it going to be like he's on a top 10 team in the country? Yes, I think USC will be. Uh, I think they're going to be the class of the Pac-12 because Arizona and UCLA have run that conference for the last few years. Mick Cronin and, and Tommy Lloyd have kind of established themselves at the top of that heap. And they're both going to be retooling pretty significantly in the year ahead. So USC is actually – they might be the Pac-12 favorites. Uh, and that might just, I don't think, you know, I think. Oh, no. We've lost Cobb. UCLA got wind of him predicting USC as mm. the team to beat and was like, get the F out of here. But it is, it, I, I will be, I mean, the last time we saw a college basketball player 
really focused on. Like, I, I'll be interested to see what the Bronny James spotlight is like compared to what the Zion Williamson spotlight was like at Duke. I suspect it's going to be even more just because of the LeBron factor. Um, even though, whereas like Zion was like one of, if not the best players in college basketball that season, I don't think, you know, I think Bronny James is going to be a nice player for USC next season, but I don't think he's going to be one of the best in the country like Zion was his that year. But again, I think the attention will be even greater. Well, the bigger question that I have, Cobb, is USC becoming what everyone thought Texas A&M was going to be in NIL money? Like, it feels like... Because football, they're football, throwing around a lot I mean, of they're money. They're taking players from Bama. Yeah, but how much of Bronny James's NIL money is actually coming from the USC collective? And Less of that, but I'm, I'm mainly looking at, like, the other pieces that they've added. Yeah, like Isaiah Collier. They're getting, yeah. you know, they got the number one recruit in the country, too. Well, and look at football. Like, they're clearly paying Caleb Williams an exorbitant amount, I would assume. And there's other really high-level players. Like, they were able to lure Jordan Addison, the reigning Bolitnikoff winner, out of the portal last year for football. So, yeah, USC is in pretty good shape out there. And uh, this basketball team is, man, uh, if you go and look at some of the NIL figures on what they got to be paying these dudes, like, significant. And think about this, like, if you're Dennis Rodman, uh, DJ Rodman, Dennis Rodman's kid, and you're in the portal, like, okay, yeah, you're probably going to be a bench player at USC, but how much can you maximize your visibility and platform just by being on Bronny James's team, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, now all of a sudden you're going to have people watching USC basketball now who weren't before. The ratings are going to be through the roof for, the, for those guys. And it's going to be, oh, wow, yeah, there's Dennis Rodman's kid out there. And all of a sudden, you know, he's got a chance to capitalize on that. So savvy move, I think, financially uh, to link up with that brand. But I am curious to see how the, all these dynamics play well, out. And there's like, a- if you're Isaiah Collier, you committed before Bronny. And, and now everyone's just talking about Bronny. And you're the number one prospect in the class. Uh, so, this, so there's going to be some ego management there uh, that Andy Enfield is going to have to deal with. Well, there's a third there's a third element to me, too. Coach Coach LeBron? No. We've seen USC and UCLA not exactly get the best spots from the Pac-12 because they're leaving. Mm. They've been trying to, like, quietly punish them. Like, are the TV networks going to go for that? Because i got to assume ESPN's going to want a Bronny James game US, every time they can every, have it. Doesn't it feel like USC got themselves off of plus for the entire season with this move, with the Bronny James commitment? They're not going to – even their bad non-conference games are going to be on some sort of ESPN network. Well, I feel like the Pac-12 is so desperate for ratings and, like, legitimacy right now that they are going to ride every bit of visibility that USC and UCLA can get them as they, as they exit and, and, and hit the door because – I mean, they still haven't finalized this new media rights deal, and they'll have to do it before this next season begins. But, uh, yeah, they, they need every bit of uh, publicity they can, they can get, even if it's from teams that are leaving the conference. So, I, I, yeah, they're not going to put them on Pac-12 Network for, for punishment because, uh, I mean, I guess honestly, though, uh, if you wanted people to go out and buy your subscriber. Yeah, you want to beef products, up the Pac-12 like, Network. Right. Well, maybe that's one way to do it. Do you think it's weird that they don't have a deal yet? Yeah, because uh, they're they're kind of the last one out there, and and they've backed themselves into a corner because every network kind of has their college sports uh, buffet uh, already set up for years to come. 
And now it's like, all right, well, what kind of airspace do we have left for the Pac-12? And aside from the super late-night windows, there's not really much out there uh, that, that the networks have space for, and there's not really a product appealing enough in the Pac-12 to justify going out and spending lump sums of money uh, when you know you're just going to be competing, uh, you know, putting that product up against more watchable games elsewhere in the country. So, I, yeah, the, it is weird. Uh, and I don't think it's a good thing for the Pac-12 because Klyovkov's kind of been trying to make it seem like they're negotiating from a, a position of strength, but they're not. And if the dollar figure that they get uh, is, is substandard, especially relative to the Big 12, like I think you could see a, a Pac-12 implosion on the horizon. Well, Cobb, don't worry. They still have the open letter card to play in all of this. Klyovkov <laughs> hasn't put letter. out an open <laughs> Open manifesto. At the minimum, that was a novella. <laughs> a twenty, a twenty-five hundred word open letter. They When's can, the last time if things fall through? They can always turn to you that. You two are professional writers. When was the last time y'all wrote twenty-five hundred words? Rare, like once a year, I'll have something that, that that's that long. My transfer piece right now is up over four thousand, but that's been um, incrementally done. But over that's like a, long a com- that's time. a compilation, isn't yeah. it? Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's a list. That's ultimately a big list. No, uh, twenty five hundred words story. I've certainly done it. Like I, I've written like that. I mean, it's, magazine stories are like five thousand. You know, like when you do like a magazine cover story. Um, I'm trying like it's. Like most of my columns are like eight hundred words, something like that. The you biggest know, like problem one of my that, normal columns. The biggest problem that I had with it, Cobb, and see if you agree with this. When you're pleading like that, and it's it it takes fifteen minutes to read. Like I feel like that just that that inherently weakens your argument. Like no one's reading that. Well, and it's at the worst time too. I mean, yeah, maybe beforehand, like. Like, for the longest time. We already did it at the conference tournament. He had this, like, big pest conference that I didn't go to because um, I knew, like, I was just like, he's just, like, I like Mike Oresco, but, like, and I, I understand it's his job, but sometimes he, like, does it, he does too much what he thinks you're supposed to be, he's supposed to be doing when, like, I think, like, him just conducting himself behind the scenes would be a lot more effective, um, potentially, and maybe he's decided... That's not effective. Like, I've tried that, and I have to go public with this stuff. Yeah, I actually think that's it. And, Cobb, see if you agree with this. I'm personally of the belief, somewhat educatedly, a big part of his frustration is he thought he had his ducks in a row ready to go for the implosion of the Big 12. He'd cut the deal with ESPN, and ESPN was quietly behind the scenes working with him. In the end, the dangling of Power 5 or whatever, AQ, you know, automatic qualifier, he believes that's the reason that UCF jumped ship, that Cincinnati jumped ship, and that Houston jumped ship. And to me, like, that was where it all stemmed from. I think he thinks that if – because there's even this question of what is that even going to mean in in the future, but that's – I think – I think this all stems from that. He believes that he lost the he lost all those schools because dangling power five in front of them was too much. That's interesting. That's a really profound explanation for it, and it makes sense. And I think you're right. But at the end of the day, his argument now the twenty five hundred word manifesto right. 
weaker than ever. Weaker than ever. Look at the teams. Okay, so on Monday, I'm doing the AAC coaches ranking. I've already submitted my ballot. Ooh, ooh. Coaches, well, don't Can we get a preview? No, no, we'll grade it next week. Okay, fine. We'll go, we'll grade. We're gonna grade. We'll your grade ranking. it with you next week. Okay, okay, that's well, good but, to let know. My point is, like from a football perspective, seven of the fourteen coaches in this conference next season are going to be in their first season. Yep. And who, like, when you, when I had to decide who to rank number one, it was between Willie Fritz. And it was between Jeff Trailer at UTSA. Like those are the only uh, two coaches who you could even consider uh, the best. Well, in the, the, the counterpoint, point. which Mike Oresco would would make in twenty five hundred in his twenty five hundred word response. Well, included in the twenty five hundred. Included it. Well, what he would say is it's like because paragraph seventeen. Look at all maybe. Of, it's because our programs are so good. These guys get poached by bigger programs, and they you know it's it, really what you're seeing is. You know, the AAC sort of spreading itself throughout the Power Five. And really, that's why it should be, you know, there's no need, need to even have a Power Five designation. The AAC's blood is with, is coursing through the veins of, of the sport. That's, uh, that's fantastic, actually. And it's, um, even though I think if you look at the specifics, like Norvell, yes, Norvell left and is doing okay. Um, no, it's not been, I mean, so you had, if you count assistance, though, too, you had rule go from Temple to Baylor and did well. Yes. Rule failed in the NFL, but he was a good college coach. Mm-hmm. Frost was terrible at Nebraska. Yes. And Norvell, it feels like it's trending positive. It still has not been a home run. There's been others, too, who have failed, too. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we're, Fuente. Justin Fuente. Um, who else? There's others. Who There's was a couple at Tulsa, others. Who was at Tulsa before Philip Montgomery? Um, uh, well, uh, USF, uh, uh, the Texas coach, uh, well, Tom Herman's back. He's now at FAU. Yeah. But Tom Herman is another one. Yeah. Went for Houston. Didn't work at Texas. Um, no, uh, what's well, name? said Scott Frost. Like Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Doesn't he count? Where Charlie was at Louisville. No, Charlie's Charlie at Louisville, Texas. Then he went to, yeah. Then he went to USF. Um, well, uh, Tommy Tuberville went from Cincinnati to Congress. Yeah. <laughs> Senate, please. Yeah. Um, I think those are the ones. There might be. There's another one, though. Um, yeah, Willie Taggart. Here's a story from 2017. How it became the launching pad. Uh, the cradle of coaches. Yeah, the cradle of I mean, it's still a lot right there that we just named. Um, oh, now we got Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle has now gone from the AAC to. I, I got to be honest with you. When I saw Fickle's offensive coordinator hire, I I, I got I got oh, concerned. Chad Morris, Chad Morris, Chad, Chad Morris did it. Um, so um, there you go. Con- underrated oral history. When you start getting some behind the scenes people at Arkansas, ask about Chad Morris. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's the yeah. it's the type of well, Butch. No, they were Cincinnati, the Big East when Butch got hired. Uh, no, no. They, they, his last season, I think, was in the AAC. Oh, boom, bango. From the get-go, the AAC was a launching pad for coaches, uh, but with yes. varying degrees of success. <laughs> with varying degrees of success. Well, on the basketball side, now you got uh, you got Dusty May. It has been like loyal. we're we're joking. It has been a like when that league formed. Everyone just assumed it was going to be a god awful, like it was going to be a god awful version of the Big East, the old Big East, and it has actually been over the ten years the league's been in existence. Like 
I think, a better league than expected. Football. Football. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. better football, football league yeah. than expected. The problem is it, we'll see about this new version of it starting this coming season. But over the past 10 years, it is it is overachieved as a league yes. in football. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, but you're losing. You're losing. They've only had an AAC championship game for eight of the 10 years. And you're losing five of the uh, combined eight championships with UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati departing. All three of those have won AAC championship games, and you know, no, they're, and, they're, I, and I think UCF more than anyone is has been the face of like the league elevating itself. Well, and that makes sense because Mike Oresco has taken a page straight out of the Danny White playbook uh, by with his manifesto, right? Like that is the same thing as White and UCF claiming a national title, like just going out there and being as loud and as grandiose as possible, if for nothing else, uh, to get attention, which Mike Oresco has managed to do successfully. And the fact is, like, we considered the AAC, like, a, a, a it really was, like, I don't know how we're going to handle it at CBS moving forward, but for the last 10 years, it really was like a uh, the sixth conference, because we don't do coach rankings for the Mountain West or the Sun Belt or Conference USA. But we do uh, do them for the AAC. And then for basketball, for the longest time, against my will, we lumped them in with the Big East, the ACC, the SEC, the Pac-12. They, they were, we wrote about them like a power conference. Um, I don't know if that changes now. I think it should, to be honest, um, on, bo- on the fronts of both sports. But, yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think getting Jeff Trailer to stay at UTSA, like, that's big. Like, the, the AAC well, for, for this first year, both UTSA – being looking like a potentially like like they could maybe be ranked at the bottom half like the bottom of the top twenty five poll at the beginning of the season certainly if they win if they start off strong and then in basketball having Florida Atlantic like back as like a Final Four team and staying intact I think is actually going to help the league quite a bit this first year like in terms of perception um, and I and I think this I don't think it's going to be as good a league in football as it was. Certainly, I still think it's gonna. You're gonna. People are expecting so little from the new look league that I still think it might end up overachieving as a league, even though it won't be as good as what it once was. Well, and think about it. It's an opportunity for Memphis to get back on the right track because the league is not going to be as good as it was. So year over year, really, I mean, Memphis should have a better record next season than it did this past season in football, and that's going to at least feel like progress because when you're Ryan Silverfield and it's going to be, what, year four and, and mm-hmm. not. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 